0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaking Western Podcast. Today, we have a very exciting guest on for the finale of season
1: three. I want to hear you say that one more time, because at the end of the last episode, I believe one of us, and it wasn't me, was really convinced (laughs) that we weren't (laughs) on the second to last episode. Oh, you're so right. And tried to make a fool out of one of us. Again, I I say it wasn't me, I did, but I'm not going to point fingers. I won't apologize. So Um, this is what?
0: This is the season finale. Yeah, it
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> so today, Abby, tell them who we have on. We have an amazing guest. Uh, we, we do. We are talking with Katie Lynn Armstrong, and she came so highly recommended that I think... Literally the most recommended. The most recommended. Just about every guest we've had on this season has said do you talk know katie, katie lynn are yeah. you going to talk to katie lynn you should definitely talk to katie lynn so we couldn't be more excited she no does public <laughs> relations for american hat co yeah um, she's been published in cowgirl magazine she was named one of their top 30 under 30 mm-hmm. the list goes on so i'll stop talking about her and let her talk for herself katie how are you I'm good. Wow. What an introduction. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here with us today. Um, This feels like a we're not worthy moment. Yeah,
0: we're over here bowing down. It also feels like a very full circle moment because literally since season one, people have been talking about this interview. So we want to get into like, why they feel that way because we've never met you like let's hear the story the background. How did you get your start in the Western industry?
2: Uh, I grew up in the Western and Rodeo industry. That's pretty much all I did in junior high and high school. I did FFA and high school rodeoed and um, I worked in Western retail starting when I was 16 and did so all the way through college. So I think all in all, I have like Seven years of uh, Western retail floor experience, so I'm 26, and that's like almost a decade. So that I don't like those numbers. Those numbers so weird, anyway.
1: <laughs> it gets
0: scary, it gets scary.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's never a good yeah. feeling <laughs>
0: when you start. <laughs> when I mean, you double saying a decade, you. like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, did you have any other jobs before that, or was it literally just right into Western industry?
2: My first job was working at a Smith Brothers and Justin Discount Boots. So I was a, nice. I was retail sales associate, and uh, then going from there, I worked for Saddle Rags all through college, and interned for B Bray at Equibrand my senior year of college. Uh, went to Teskies and did website and a little bit of social media. There was there for about six months. Then went to NRS. Was there for six months. Um, have been with Cowgirl Magazine for coming up on four years and have been with American Hat Company now for coming up on three years. So it's been a whirlwind.
1: Wow. That's impressive. That's, that's quite impressive. the resume. Yeah. So you really, you started at the bottom. like at Started a really, at
0: the bottom. Now we're here. But exactly.
1: Now the whole game. Here. Yeah. 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 So I knew as soon as I said that, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to regret saying this. And I still said it. So you start. So you started at the bottom, and now you're here. But really, you you start at an entry level position, and you've you've worked through all of those levels. Tell us about what that's been like, and what you've learned along the way.
2: It's been really cool, just to. I mean, like you said, starting at an entry level position, I I didn't think it was cool at the time,
1: mm.
2: <laughs> but now looking back, I'm really really glad that I did get to start there, and that I've got that experience under my belt. And it really has helped just getting to see like what, because I worked for a B2B company, which so business to business, American Hat Company only sells to retail stores. Mm. So Mm. I got to have seven years of firsthand knowledge of, okay, what do our retail customers, what do those retail stores need? Like, what can I do to best serve them? Which is ultimately what my goal is at American, like what marketing is, is to, brand and get our product out there and the best way to get our product out there is to facilitate our stores for
0: whatever they need wow i love that that. she's already dropping the knowledge there it is
1: is. (laughs)
0: damn so that b2b that's interesting because a lot of people that are going into sales may not like certain aspects of it but talk a little bit about what you learned in sales that made maybe once you get to the business to business aspect of it you're still able to know what the customer is looking for, even if you have another step between you and the customer.
2: So it's just really, like, especially when it comes to social media, you just kind of have to, uh, I guess, market your products entirely different. Because if I post something on American, or if I post something, if I post a hat, I mean, what else do we sell <laughs> <laughs> could we hat, it? could be anything. It could be anything. Then they're like, uh, then you know, the general public is like, oh, where can I buy that hat? Or they're, you know, looking for a link. So uh, you got to obviously linking to AmericanHat.net, and you got to go that extra step to be like, okay, well, here's our store locator, and direct them to a retailer. So you just kind of have to think about like the general public is so used to being able to buy direct, B mm. so to C. So you just kind of kind of help teach them be like, okay, we're focused on supporting our retailers and supporting those small mom and pop shops. And make sure that they understand that because you don't want them to get frustrated with the fact that they can't buy directly from you. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, once we explain why we don't sell direct, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'd rather support the small mom and pop. And then they're cool with it. So you just kind of got to think things through, which my mind and my mouth, just they don't match up. So takes-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because you're you're taking that extra step so that you're able to support these smaller businesses. That's
1: interesting. There's a lot of strategy then that comes along with that
2: yes for sure
1: can you tell us more about that how does how like you said you have to be mindful of how your mind and your mouth are coming together (laughs) what you're putting together in a post so that you're not frustrating your your audience or your customer and then turning them away
2: um, so most of the time it's just making sure that they have, whether it's on Instagram, if it's, link, it's saying link in bio, and then the link in our bio is I actually remember the change back to the store locator link, <laughs> or if it's Facebook and it's click here, um, and then so that way they can find the store that they need to go to or find the online retailer, and then making sure that whatever the picture of the hat is, it's descriptive of, well, this is a 40X sil- silver belly, or this is a mm. 200X black, so they know what hats to ask for whenever they do get to their retailer. I mean, so just basically asking myself, like, okay, if I were a general public customer, what questions would I have for my retailer, my hat shaper? So yeah.
1: Ooh, love that. Ooh, so important cool. to think, okay, if I were looking at this, what would I want to know? Because mm-hmm. it's easy, I think sometimes to lose information and in what we assume people, people know just know. because we yeah. know it or it comes so naturally to us. For sure.
0: For sure. So I noticed in looking through your highlights on your Instagram that there is a lot of variety within American Hat Company. I have to imagine that's one of the reasons that you were drawn to it. And I was impressed that you can literally pull off anything, like any color of hat. Well, oh, thank you. It's really crazy <laughs> to me. Like
1: she was, she was. A- I was like literally, and there's no bad color. <laughs> she was looking through it, and we're sitting there, and she's like, she can wear. She can wear any color hat. Yeah, but that's what I,
0: if I was a customer, that's what I'd want to see in, like, an influencer is somebody that's going to direct me and make me feel confident about the crazy, like, the royal blues and the, like, out there kind of colors that aren't just the standard, like, okay, I'm a cowboy and I'm getting a straw hat today.
1: Hopefully there's so bad color if it's good quality, but... Believing in the product that you're selling because you only, in your post, like, you're only wearing... American Hat Company hats. So, how important is it to be fully behind the product that you're representing, or marketing, or selling?
2: I mean, I think with anything in life, I, I'm just with anything. I'm not going to BS whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it, representatives of your of your brand. You want them to obviously believe in your product, or you don't want them wearing your wearing your brand. So, mm-hmm. like, I just think that goes with anything. But I mean, it, it's hard. It's not hard to believe in a product when. It is so well made, and it is so high quality. I mean, we're the only hat company that makes everything right here in America. So, I mean, how can you not get behind that, really?
0: That's cool. I did not know that. I didn't
2: either. Wow.
0: The more you know. The more you know. So, (laughs) is that kind of all of these factors together? What drew you to American Hat Company, or what made this kind of your dream job?
2: So, I was working at NRS at the time as the uh, marketing specialist, and I uh, crossed paths with Keith Mundy, and, uh, our president, and re-crossed paths with Stan Redding, who I've known since I was about 13 or 14, and uh, Stan is the VP of sales and marketing at American Hat Company. And um, so, anyway, I met the two of them and just got to talking, and they knew who I was from NRS, and um, Keith called me a few weeks later. Uh, we actually... Well, Back up, I guess. We ended up going to American Hat Company to visit to gather some content for NRS. So I got to see Keith again and reacquaint with him. Well, then he called me a few weeks later and he asked if I knew of anybody that would be able to fill a social media marketing position for American Hat Company. And uh, I was actually really skeptical at first because um, I had uh, just left Stephenville, moved to Decatur, been there for about six months, really loved my job. And uh, to be completely transparent, I had just gotten out of, like, a really just rough patch of life, you know, moving towns, out of a three-year relationship, just kind of getting everything, like, on track and back to focusing on me and myself. So I was really skeptical about, you know, messing with a good thing and changing jobs, Mm -hmm. especially because I loved NRS so much. But uh, so anyway, Keith asked me if I knew of anybody that could fill that position for them, and I ended up throwing, no pun intended, (laughs) through my hat. miss NRS and as much as I loved working there um, taking on that position at American because they they never had a marketing position before Keith was doing everything pretty much by himself
0: which mm, he's a genius so, well. so
2: it's not hard to believe <laughs> but just taking it on and diving in full bore um yeah it was it was pretty awesome
0: one thing I've noticed about a lot of the successful people that we've had on the show is that they will bring up multiple huge brands that they've worked with. And there's not like weirdness around that. Like the Western industry is really small and you kind of like, like talk about networking a little bit and knowing people from these different places and maybe even like leaving gracefully. Right. So like, as you're, as you're leaving NRS or transitioning into different things in life, um, to just keep in mind that those people are still around in a very small world.
2: Our industry is so small. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Make sure You leave on good terms and you don't burn any bridges. I mean, I, it's just insane how small our industry is. Um, and then, I mean, like as far as networking, so like I said coming on to American I was the first actual marketing position there. And so the the first couple of years was just kind of like getting everything in order and getting like uh, a a schedule to things. And so every year at market I was busy working on catalog or line sheets or whatever. So this was my first year this was my first January market where I wasn't working on those things and I called uh, Taylor Narging over at Ariat and I was like, Hey, I have a, I have a really dumb question. He said, okay. And I go, what are we supposed to be doing at market as marketers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, market is for, it's, it's primarily for the sales force. The sales force goes and they sell to those small mom and pop shop retailers as well as big chain retailers. And, um, so that's, you know, what, what do do we, am I supposed to have all these appointments? And Taylor just laughed and he was like, no, you know, stop freaking out. You're fine. And what I figured out that week was my main job at market is literally to just go talk to people and network. And Mm -hmm. so that way people know who I am, know who American is. And so that way, whenever it comes to big projects, Throughout the year, whether we're doing one with Jackie Crawford or with Sage Kimsey, then if we want to co-brand and work on a collaboration with, you know, Wrangler, if it's for Sage or Ariat, if it's for Jackie, then I have a contact at both companies that know who I am and will trust me enough to work with me. Because the first time we ever worked on a collaboration for Jackie Crawford, Taylor Nardang had never met me. Now we're great friends, but so whenever we start working on that project, I had to just reach out out of the blue and be like, hey, I know you don't know me, but we're <laughs> on this project, so if you guys can get on board, that'll be great. And I mean, like I said, luckily Taylor and I are good friends now, but um, yeah, so just networking is so important,
1: bottom line. What's your, what's your best networking tip that you can give to people who are trying to just dip their toe in the industry or mm. just getting started?
2: Talk to absolutely everybody, because you might not know who they are, who they work for, or or who they might be one day.
0: I mean, no, whenever I'm going to keep Ellen I,
2: I didn't know that he was going to be my future boss one day. I had no idea. So if I wouldn't have shaken his hand and done my best to make a good impression, then I would probably not have the job that I do right now. So yeah, for sure. Talk to everybody and make the best impression that you possibly can.
0: Dang, that's I love
1: cool. Yeah. yeah. And I guess now I'm thinking, where would you, if you're talking about shaking hands with somebody, talking to everyone, where are the best places to do that? I know social media is a great platform, but what are the in person events that you think people should be going to to be meeting the right people?
2: Um, just everywhere the Western industry culminates, I mean, like the NFR, the American market, I mean, granted, it's kind of a double edged sword, because everybody is there. Mm -hmm. But also, they're super, super busy. So you just kind of have to be mindful of what's going on. And you know, not, not taking up their time while they're trying to do business. But uh, I mean, from my experience, at this last market, there were a couple ladies that I hadn't, that I knew who they were, and I'd met them a time or two, but I hadn't really had the opportunity to get to know them get to know them very well, Um, Judy Wagner at Montana Silversmith and uh, Jessica Whaler at Cinch are both amazing, amazing, just women in general, but amazing at what they do. They both do marketing at their respective companies. And I just shot them an email beforehand. I was like, hey, you know, we've got to meet before, but I... I I've heard a lot of great things about you, and I'd really just love to sit down for a few minutes and just talk and chat and pick your brain. So Jessica and I went and had dinner, and Judy and I sat in the showroom one day and just had a quick conversation. And just really getting to learn people's backstories and some of their favorite projects they worked on, it, it just gave me a whole new respect for two women that I already thought the world of.
0: Oh, Oh, that's great. I love hearing like the behind the scenes of stuff. And I feel like people give you such cool insight when you just have those open, honest conversations with them and can maybe have like a few questions in mind to ask them about.
1: Because Because networking doesn't always have to be business driven. Mm. Networking is also just building relationships with people and learning their story, like you said, and getting to know them on a on a personal level. Yeah. So that you're developing an actual relationship.
0: And you might actually only have a couple of minutes because especially if you're at something like market or mm-hmm. um, the NFR, they're probably there for like five bajillion different reasons. Yeah. So to expect hours of somebody's time is probably not realistic. But if you have a few pointed questions in mind and a five minute conversation, it might change your whole life and keep you really, really inspired. For sure. What is one of those people that as you were coming up in the industry um, gave you that inspiration or kind of took your life in a different direction. Jason Brooks
2: at uh, NRS. Uh, he was the or he he was the uh, director of marketing, and or no 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 excuse me he was the director of sales, and um, my mom actually worked for him way back in the day. She was a junior buyer at NRS when he was director of sales, and uh, Jason was the one that I reached out to whenever I was working at Teskeys Uh, since he was a longtime family friend, and I just told him, like, you know, I was transparent, you know, hey, Jay, you know, I'm ready to move back to Decatur, not really a whole lot for me in Stephenville, and, you know, just trying to decide if it's time for me to move north, Um, do you happen to have anything open at NRS, and he was like, well, let me get back to you, and he actually made a position for me at NRS. Oh, wow. wow. The same day that he called me about the position was the same day that I found out the house and roommate situation was going to work out so for me it was a total god thing um and then once I got up to NRS I mean everybody was so welcoming but Jason really just took me under his wing and took care of me and he is probably the first person I call still to this day he's now the director of marketing at NRS moved from sales to marketing i still the first person I call whenever I need advice or just a sounding board or Just something to bounce, bounce something off of somebody when it comes to business.
1: This stuck out to me. I'm wondering if you can tell us more about this because you're not the first guest we've had this season who has mentioned a position being created specifically Mm -hmm. for them, but it was only after they reached out and said, Hey, this is what I'm interested in. Or, Hey, I'm looking to leave this position. Do you know of anything? How did you go about doing that?
2: Well, with Jason, I mean it was a little different because, like I said, he was a family friend. Um, gosh, it's been a while too. I think, and this is awful. I I don't ever <laughs> texting when it comes to a business thing. But mm-hmm. like I said, because I've known Jason half my life, I did. Um, but I would just say, like, I don't know, reach out to reach out to those people that you admire to those mentors. And just let them know that you've, you've got feelers out, that you're looking. Mm, um, yeah. People that you trust that work at other companies, ask them if they have anything or if they know of anything that could pop up. I've noticed Western industry companies are starting to use LinkedIn a lot more when it comes to job postings. You know, keep an eye out there. But, I mean, I think you just got to reach out to people you trust, ask them if they have anything or if they know of anything, and just keep keep your nose to the ground.
1: So that's really then that's where cool. your networking comes full circle.
2: For sure.
1: So I'm wondering if we can circle back then, because if you're talking, I mean, we kind of skipped over all the middle parts of your story. We talked the about parts. your your entry level and where you're at now. Um, we haven't talked about that hustle phase. Mm-hmm. Angela and I love this because... <laughs> When you're in the middle of that hustle period, nothing about it feels glamorous. It doesn't look cute. It makes a great story later when you've made it, but when you're living in it, not so much. So I'm wondering if you can tell us more about what that looked like for you, what kind of jobs you were doing, what kind of moves you were making to get yourself to where you are today.
2: So I just remember, uh, have you ever heard that quote? where it's like, if you hustle and just keep your head down for six months straight, it could set you ahead six years in life. Whenever I was at NRS, and I was there, it's weird, I was there for exactly six months, I was just completely focused on work, I would get there at like nine o'clock in the morning, wouldn't leave till seven or eight o'clock at night, just, I mean, on my own accord, and felt like I was always gone doing something for work, whether it be for NRS or Caldwell Magazine, and it was just focused. That's all I was doing. That's all I cared about was work. And, um, my boyfriend of uh, about three years now, that was actually whenever he first started coming around. And, um, I told him multiple times, like, no, I'm just got out of a relationship. You know, I'm focused on work. This is, this is not the time, you know, we can be friends, but that's all I'm interested in. And the poor sucker, <laughs> He, he didn't go anywhere, he stayed friends, he was cool with that, but I mean, he just kind of stayed around and let me do my thing, and like I said, I was just focused on work, and I don't really know how else to describe it, just didn't pay any attention to anything else, and next thing you know, American Hat Company kind of inadvertently comes a-knocking, and Cody still had not left, and they both kind of came to fruition at the same time.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it truly has to all break down before it can build back up. And I think that's hard to see when you're in the middle of like the big breakup, the big move, the big transition. And like you said, keep your nose to the grindstone. Six months. I love that because it's Mm -hmm. long enough where it's like, okay, we're past the habit building. Like this feels like a lifetime, but then it starts to turn around. And that's really cool to hear another success story about that. I love to see it. We love to see it. (laughs) So good. Katie, where do you see yourself in three, five years from now, where do you see all of this building?
2: I'm still trying to figure that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are my favorite answers.
2: (laughs) So, whenever Keith hired me, um, he and Stan were in the room, and Keith asked me the same thing. Where do you see yourself in five years? And I told him, I want to be able to walk into a room at wherever the Western industry culminates, you know, market, and Fr, the American, and I want to see... 50 people that are all Western industry bombshells that are legends. And I want to know every single one of them by name. And I want them to know me, not just because they've done business with me, but because through doing business together, we created a friendship and Keith loved the answer. <laughs> Thankfully, That's a great answer. That is a great I was sitting answer. here nodding my head like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I feel pretty blessed to say. I mean, I I, the, I feel like I accomplished that early. So, I, I, like I said, t- people like Taylor Nargan, Jason Brooks, Keith, Stan, Jessica, Judy, all of those people absolutely love them. Done business with them between our companies. Call them all friends, and so now I'm like, okay.
0: And now we don't
1: know. And now you get to find yeah. And now and now start we don't your own know. Course. So now
2: I'm just like, okay. Trying to get this dang house done, and Cody wants to kill me because all the honeydew projects, but we're still trying
0: to figure it out. I did notice that um, there's a lot of shelf and um, curtain hanging happening in your life right now based on Instagram. Oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, yes. It's the hustle house phase happening right now.
1: Yeah. That's great. Cody hates every minute of it. (laughs) Well, sometimes too. I don't think we always have to have those big long term goals it's okay to just be in a period where you're like satisfied and you get to rest yeah. and recharge for that for that next big thing that comes along yeah
2: and I think that is something that I am very guilty of is once I once I accomplish a goal it's like okay what's next mm-hmm. and like a minute to enjoy what just happened so yeah for for sure that is something that I'm learning to learning to enjoy enjoying the accomplishments instead of just moving on to the next one
0: Oh, yes, ma'am. That is so good. Katie, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find American Hat Company on the socials. Um,
2: My handle is at the Katie Lynn, and then uh, that's pretty much Instagram handle. That's pretty much, like, where I'm the most active at. And then uh, American Hat Company is at American Hat Co. on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, just American Hat Company on Facebook, AmericanHat.net. And
1: got all the bases covered. That's a, that's a lot of bases. That's a that's a full diamond. And she knew him off the top <laughs> of her head. And she knew him right there. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sitting down to talk with us today after hearing so many amazing things about you. You didn't disappoint. Oh, and thank okay. you, everyone, for joining us for another season of the podcast. An Three entire seasons. season.
0: If you haven't heard all of the episodes yet, here's your invitation to go back and listen because we had so many amazing guests on this season. We are now wrapping it up. And we'll be announcing soon what the season four is going to bring. Uh-huh. We're staying quiet on it right now. But check our social media at Breaking Western Podcast while you're going to follow Katie and American Hat Company. And we will talk to you all very soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>